Yesterday was day one of the Derek Chauvin trial. It was a painful day for millions of Americans who, for the very first time, actually watched the entire video of George Floyd being murdered. And no doubt, after watching the murder, millions of people, for lots of good reasons, just could not bring themselves to watch it when it was first released. Millions of people came to the same conclusion that millions of us came to 10 months ago, that this was, in essence, a slow-motion lynching. I want to talk about day one of the trial. Day two is already underway. I'm watching now. I want to tell you what I thought went really well for the prosecution, um, what I hope that they'll do, and I want to tell you some of the dirty tricks we already see from Derek Chauvin and his defense attorneys. Let me unpack and explain it. This is Sean King, and you are listening to... The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. Yesterday was day one of the Derek Chauvin trial, and I spoke to several attorneys who represent the family of George Floyd. And let me say, when civil rights attorneys like my friend and brother Lee Merritt or civil rights attorney Benjamin Crump or Chris Stewart, when they represent families, they don't get to go into the courtroom and lead the prosecution of police officers. Like I see people sometimes saying, and it's, I guess it's just a misunderstanding when attorneys represent a family, they don't get to be the prosecutors. They don't get to go into court and argue the case. I wish I would I would do anything if when a when a police officer shoots and kills or chokes or maims or harms someone that we could hire private attorneys and because my organization, Grassroots Law, we would hire the best attorneys in the world. If we could hire the best attorneys to then hold those officers accountable, we would. But that's not how it works when when Lee Merritt or Chris Stewart or, or Benjamin Crump or others, when they represent a family, they are guiding the family through the process of a civil trial and they can sue the city, but they don't get the luxury those attorneys don't get the luxury of actually representing families in court. They don't get the luxury of being on the prosecution. I see people all the time say, damn, uh, so-and-so, uh, Benjamin Crump lost this case again. No, Benjamin Crump has never lost a case. He's not in the courtroom. He is not a prosecutor. You have to work for the local district attorney's office to be the prosecutor. And so... In this case, it is the Minneapolis District Attorney's Office that is prosecuting the police officer. Now, one of the big concerns that I have and that families have is that district attorney's offices and police departments often work hand in hand. And in fact, I don't even think of them sometimes as left hand, right hand, but like fingers on the same hand. And so in this case, what Derek Chauvin did was so disgusting, so beyond the pale, so awful. Not only did he violate 
multiple department policies. Uh, He violated multiple laws. And in that case, the prosecution is um, is not willing to take his side. And so they are the ones who have not only filed charges against him, but I spoke to uh, Chris Stewart, who was the lead attorney for the family of George Floyd yesterday. And Chris felt that the prosecution did a great job in their opening statement. Their opening statement was methodical. It had heart and emotion, which is necessary. They had great use of audio and video. They told uh, not only George's story, but they methodically told the story of his murder and and introduced two or three ideas that I want to share with us. And then I want to close by thanking God for a heroic brother named Donald Williams, who testified yesterday, who was there on the scene. I'll talk about that in just a moment. But the prosecution introduced yesterday a new time and they showed the video and and gave the time of nine minutes and 29 seconds for most of the past 10 months. It was our understanding that Derek Chauvin was on top of George Floyd for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And, and those numbers, 846 have become a rallying cry of people as people have taken a knee for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And that's not in vain. But the prosecution was quick yesterday to say, no, there is a different, worse number. It was actually even longer than that. It was nine minutes and 29 seconds. And he broke down what happened during all nine minutes and 29 seconds. And it was so painful. I I just wrote a brand new piece uh, at the northstar.com that I hope you read the link to this piece is in my bio on Instagram where I say watching this again I think what we saw happen to George Floyd may very well be the worst thing I've ever seen and in my story I unpack and explain why but it was nine minutes and 29 seconds of them slowly killing this man they also let us know that George told them, specifically telling Derek Chauvin, who is literally driving one knee into George's neck and another knee into his back. He tells Chauvin multiple times, 27 times, that he could not breathe. It was painful, painful. The prosecution also masterfully introduced a number of the witnesses that were going to be testifying and they introduced a core idea that I think um, gives me a small measure of hope. The prosecution said that the chief of police of the Minneapolis police department is going to be testifying against Derek Chauvin. The prosecution introduced that the lead trainer for the Minneapolis Police Department is going to be testifying against Derek Chauvin. And typically one of the things that makes it impossible to to convict police officers who've been charged with crimes is that the jury often respects police. Well, in this case, you have an officer who did something despicable 
and you have multiple officers who are going to be testifying, including the key leaders from the Minneapolis Police Department, who are going to be testifying against Derek Chauvin. And lastly, they introduced multiple witnesses who began testifying. Uh, new witnesses are already testifying this morning. Um, I'm on Eastern time. Minneapolis is one hour behind us. But they introduced a young brother named Donald Williams. And Donald Williams was one of the first people on the scene. And in the video that they played yesterday of the murder of George Floyd, it was Donald Williams that we could hear throughout most of the video. We now know that Donald Williams is a trained mixed martial arts um, a student uh, with decades of experience in combat sports. And he said several times on the video and testified under oath that he saw Derek Chauvin putting on George Floyd what he called a blood choke. And in the video, when when the murder was happening, um, Donald Williams began saying, that's a blood choke, that's a blood choke. And now we see that that is the moment where Derek Chauvin looks straight at Donald Williams because he knew Donald was calling out exactly what he was doing. Derek Chauvin was shimmying. That's the word that Donald Williams used. He was moving his need to shimmy it right on the artery of George Floyd to prevent blood flow and to, to keep him from being able to breathe. It's literally what um, chokes people out all the time in MMA. And he continues to push on it and push on it until about four minutes when we see George Floyd begin to convulse and then stop moving completely. And then for five more minutes after George Floyd is either unconscious or dead, when no pulse can be found, when he's motionless, breathless, for five more minutes, they continue to do this. His hands are cuffed behind his back, and he is either completely unconscious or has died, and they continue to put the pressure on him. And Donald Williams testified over and over and over again about how everyone on the scene including children, including white folk, black folk, young people, senior citizens, including someone who said they worked for the fire department, who begged the officers to let her come over there and look after this man and care for this man. And still, they got no support from the police as the police continued to refuse refuse to get off of this man's neck. I thought it was a strong day for the prosecution. Uh, I hate thinking of it as good day, strong day, bad day, but I thought the prosecution did what they were supposed to do. They were, they were methodical. They called the right witnesses. They asked the right questions and they have built a case that is incredibly strong at this point. And, you know, I said 
today in my article at the northstar.com anything less than a conviction is going to send this country into riots period point blank.com i believe it listen i'm about to go study the trial now i'm going to be back here tomorrow talking about it um giving you just some of the most basic highlights um you know don't feel pressure to watch it it is painful uh it is graphic I would not watch it in front of my children. Uh, I did not watch it in front of my kids yesterday and had to turn it off at multiple times as my kids were around. It is it is a trial of a modern day lynching. That's what we're talking about. Love and appreciate you all. Let's keep pushing forward. And listen, if you're not yet a member at the northstar.com, the North Star underwrites all of the cost of this podcast. Uh, from the producers, the editors, to the social media team, and everybody else. And we need your support. Become a member today at thenorthstar.com. Take care, everybody. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist, Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Momentum.